Welcome to uh, episode eight of I Only Like Their Old Stuff, Dogs and Cats. What was that? <laughs> Bo yeah. Boo yeah. Boo yeah. Is it Sports Center now? <laughs> right now on Sports Center. <laughs> Boom shakalaka. <laughs> Get in the hole. Get in the hole. Yo, by the way. One of our fans, Nate, the guy that we hyped up getting engaged the other day, sent me a text yesterday. Yeah. Uh, he, he, you got it, too? Yeah. Well, he sent a text that said, are you guys watching golf? Because I just watched, and a guy said, get in the hole. And so I actually turned on the television, turned it to golf. The next drive, tee, tee off drive. That motherfucker was standing right there and yelled, get in the hole! Real quick. <laughs> I was over. I was amazed. Because I, I was like, when you were telling that story back on the first episode, I was like, you know, that's funny and all, but they probably but it doesn't don't really, really happen, think. yeah. <laughs> well, if they say get in the hole, I mean, I've seen it before where they say that, but they've always said it like when they're chipping in, you know, yeah. or putting. But no, uh-huh. this motherfucker said it as soon as dude drove off the tee. There was no way that he could have gotten a hole in one. But dude said, <laughs> yeah. get the hole! <laughs> yeah. If you probably listen to our podcast, we're probably making the problem worse. But. Yeah, yeah, hey. that's you know, that's what I thought. I was like, wait a second, somebody's there. Yeah. <laughs> How narcissistic that, more, that somebody actually <laughs> listens to our podcast and then would go to a golf tournament. No, yeah. nobody listens to our podcast. Nobody hey, uh, I think your mic's a little hot. If you move it away from your mouth just a little bit. Are you kidding me? No, no, no I'm serious. Just a little bit. It's, it's right. buzzing. It's buzzing a little bit. Buzz. Buzz. I just, I our, our levels have gotten so much better. I don't want to ruin it. Buzz. Uh, uh, we're uh we're back. We took mm-hmm. a week off, mm-hmm. and uh, I just want to say we both are so excited because we're reunited. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the. I woke up. Uh, I woke up this morning. This is how happy I was. To record. I'm never happy to record this podcast. Never. No. Never. I am so fucking grumpy all the time. And I have to. I hate Mondays. I'm like Garfield. I hate Mondays. Um, and I, I have to. Uh, I'm walking on eggshells every every Monday. I wake up and I go, Oh God, is this the week that Joey quits? How am I going to sell this to Joey today? How am I going to talk him into doing this show today? I don't like it. I have to record it and then edit it. And then well, it's true. You don't have to do anything. You can just sit back and enjoy it. Well, I'm the talent. Well, today I woke up and I was singing that song. Reunited and it feels so good. Which I think is Peaches and Herb, if you want to. <laughs> that just makes me think of, there's a, a bail bonding Herb. company in Knoxville, okay? Uh, a, bail, a bail bonding company. And they Get your ass a, out of jail. Yeah, they, yeah. They have um, a television commercial and a radio commercial. Yeah, and their song is "Reuniting, Reunite You and Your Loved One." <laughs> but I always thought they said "Reunite You 
and your lover. <laughs> well, it could be. It could be. And, the the you know, it's a shitty local commercial, and the picture on the tele, it's just one picture, and it's got all their info, and it's like a cop pushing a guy against a cop car where he's, you know, he's frogged, he's he's got the handcuffs behind his back. Reuniting, reunite you and your loved ones. Tennessee Bell Bonding Company calls, la, 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 la. So. <laughs> I met... <laughs> I, I think I told you this before, but I was at a Radiohead concert one time, and I met a bail bondsman. I was there. I was at this Radiohead concert by myself. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and, go ahead. and I met this bail bondsman, and he was like standing next to me. And he just happened to be from Columbia, and we were both in Charlotte seeing this Radiohead concert. And he was like, he introduced me, and he handed me his card, and he was like, of course, he's like, man, if you need anything, if you you know you get in trouble or something, just call me. And yeah. uh, he was this kind of like redneck dude, but he was like about my age and long hair and whatever but he he, uh, he was like i gotta tell you man i just ate a handful of mushrooms before this show started <laughs> and throughout the whole show i served as his guide through reality because uh, obviously i was sober and yeah. uh the radiohead stage show was pretty it wasn't too crazy but there was stuff going on you know and he was like every so often he would lean over and say uh man are those lights moving are they moving back there <laughs> And I'd be like, yeah, man, it's cool. They're moving. They're moving. You, you're not just seeing that. Are those leprechauns on stage? Yeah. And then, and then when the show was over, he's like, man, it was nice to meet you. Now I got to get out of here so I can drive home. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, uh, well, who does the bail bondsman call when, uh, right, when he gets yeah. thrown in jail? Inevitably, when he gets pulled over for, you know, driving off the side of the road, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh That's, man. I waited a long time before I left to go to my car so I was like, I'm gonna let that guy get out of here first. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be on the road with him. Uh. Well, um yeah, speaking of Charlotte, I'm closer to Charlotte now than I was two weeks ago. <laughs> what a segue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, part of the reason that we took last week off was unintentional. Um, I did not call a year in advance to Time Warner Cable to get my internet set up, and uh, <laughs> if you don't call the cable company at least 18 months in advance, you have a hard time getting the uh, cable and internet to your house, but I finally got it, and we're live on Monday <laughs> afternoon. Yeah, took a week Ooh. off. I'm sure that, I think three people noticed, and they texted me about mm-hmm. it. Where's the show at? Yeah, like pissed. Yeah. Pissed about it. Um, I think one of them actually said, when is your shitty show coming out this week? <laughs> we did get a, a picture. I got a picture message, at least, of, of our buddy Nate <laughs> giving us the bird. And, and on episode two, you promised every Monday we'd have a <laughs> Where the hell is your show? And um, so it's here. It's right here, right now. Live in the studio. <laughs> I'm in the cat room, which we'll get to in, uh, later, I guess. Yeah, um, we got some or, business to take care of first. Mm-hmm. So this uh, this this episode this week is a special number one fan and number one hater episode. Um, <clears throat> number one fan and number one hater come via email. Strangers, people we don't know outside of our circle of friends. Right, and admirers. 
who listen to the show, which we appreciate and we thank you for. Um, but but over the past couple of weeks, uh, the the emails from strangers have started to trickle in, and by trickle in, I mean we've gotten two emails. Um, one from this week's number one fan and one from this week's number one hater. <clears throat> and I'll go ahead and start out with, or do you want to go ahead and talk about number one fan, Jones? Uh, yeah. Did, did you find his his real name in there? Um, yeah. What is his screen name? What does he go uh, by? His, his name's John. John, okay. Yeah. Uh, this week's number one fan is John from Alaska. Um, and I don't know what part of Alaska he lives in. I don't think he told us, but he said Anchorage, I believe. Did he not? Or was that us knowing only one town? In Alaska? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess isn't there Wazula as well, which is where he's from. That place where uh, that Thirty Days a Night movie was set, <laughs> where they had all the vampires. <laughs> he, uh, that's where I like to imagine he's from. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wrote in. He said that he found our show by searching for video game podcasts and. Uh, Started listening to our show and had some nice comments. He said that uh, Groove reminded him of somebody he used to know. Yeah. Uh, back in the old days, and he said that I reminded him of a coworker that he works with now that loves Metroid, which I love Metroid too. So I guess I don't know. Maybe we have something in common there. He said that his old high school acquaintance, who I remind him of, was good with stories out of the Zumba bunch. You probably heard. About the woods at lunchtime. I've I've never heard about the woods or the Zumba bunch. That must be an Alaska thing. <laughs> that's yeah, that's definitely an Alaska thing. They're kind of weird up there. I no offense to John, but they're kind of weird up there. I just. Well, do you know how to pronounce his his gamer tag? Uh, isn't it like ex- exhibit? That's like John. For the record, you might not want to put his, his gamer tag <laughs> on the podcast. Well, you know, I mean, he he was hitting us up. He was like, yeah, he plays video games, too. He likes playing music, you know, and and he was talking about, like, well, even though he, you know, he found us through a video game search for a podcast, he wound up listening and actually liked the show. And um, so we, you know, it's always good. And we emailed him back. Each of us emailed him back individually, which could be more hype uh, or more incentive to email us. Um, And and he responded as a... a, um, Wow, it's almost eerie how fast you both responded, R-O-T-F-L. To tell you the truth, I'm very behind the times with a lot of PCs, cell phone gadgets, the whole 18 yards. Um, <laughs> he mentions that because he recently got an iPod Touch, and he's playing Peggle on it, which is, which is cool. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so even though it's not about video games, he likes it, and, um, and we emailed him back, and he was surprised at that. Um, uh, naturally, because, you know, when a celebrity, you know, responds to anything that you send them, then you're... <laughs> so, John, and John, the the podcast would be more about video games if our fan base wasn't so horrible <laughs> and, and, and just whiny. Because anytime we talk about video games... Don't you stop, stop, stop talking about video games and make the podcast shorter. <laughs> so, John, we're, we're going to talk about some more video games in the future for you. For show. For show. So, for show. what's up, John? Thanks a lot. Number you one know, fan. Number one fan this week. Lonely in Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> that's, really, that's really his name. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Lonely in Alaska or <laughs> Nalen Palin 24-7. <laughs> uh, John, if you're, if you're still listening, because, uh, see, I have this fear that since we took the one week off, everybody's forgotten that we do a podcast. And so this week we're really not going to have many downloads at all or listeners. But, John, if you're listening, let us know. Please send us another email and let us know what you think about Sarah Palin. Um because I don't know anybody else that lives in Alaska, and I'm going to take your word for it as you are the representative of everyone that lives in Alaska. So, you know, let me know whether or not Alaska likes Sarah Palin. Tell us how that vampire thing worked out, too, up there. Yeah, and if it's six months of day or six months of night right now. Because <laughs> <Is it laughs> I saw insomnia, and I saw 30 days a night. Yeah. The only two things ever. Yeah, so... Um, that's cool. Let's move on to number one hater who also emailed us. The title of the email was China. And I'm just, I'm just going to read the email, um, which, you know, it's a shame that it, because the first, it starts out, thanks for the podcast. And I'm just, I'm just going to read it. I'm just going to read the email. Thanks for the podcast. I am in China and even listen to it here. However, your website could do with a polish. Even though you talk a lot on marketing, what about a photo? It really is a bit boring and shows a full 10 minutes work. Your first podcast on North Korea has a problem. If In quotes, if anyone is listening, dot, 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 send an email, dot, 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 in quotes. It's a pity. Number one, English is not too popular there. Number two, they do not have an internet. In-depth research again. Keep it up. That's from Stephen in China. That is, I, I, I'm still gonna stand my ground and say that that's some kind of strange scam email. That that's, might, that's from some kind of automated bot program. I guarantee you, because that it, it reminds me of these uh, these spam emails I used to get that said, "Check out my beautiful girlfriend." <laughs> and then it would have like a link to where you could buy some like uh, you know uh, pirated uh, DVDs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. Or uh, this is my first work. This is my first work. I would hope that you would like it. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, got, it's where you can get see Alice for like fifty percent off. I don't. I really don't understand. Like, I get the first part. You know, I'm in China. Whatever, whatever. You know, you're. You, you know, he has a suggestion for the website, which, you know, if, if you listen to the show, you know that I have absolutely nothing to do with because I, well, I can't, I don't have the first thought of it. Um, let's or, clarify or that. Our buddy Kevin Delion is an awesome web designer, and he does our work. And in fairness to him, he just put up a pretty simple website because obviously we're not paying him for this. So he just yeah. put up a website that worked. It works for us. It didn't take him much time to do it, so yeah. you know we're not critical against Kevin for that at all. A full ten minutes work. Yeah. Kevin Kevin DeLeonPhotography dot com. Check him out. Well, he knows you know he knows a little bit more about this stuff than me. Like he was telling, I was like, you know, are you gonna get it up? Are you gonna get it up? And he's like, yeah, but and this was about iTunes. He's like, but you need a website first because you know some. Tech stuff. He started jabbering on and on about you know hosting. Jabber, and yeah, yeah. And um, so yeah, I mean, what you know? What's the problem? Can you not listen to the podcast on the website? No, I believe you can. What are you going to the website? Well, for? obviously, listen this guy's got us mixed up with some podcast about uh, website North Korea. 
<laughs> well, yeah, I mean, when, when, when have we ever said thing? the word North Korea? Or the, the the words North Korea on this podcast. Tell me that. And how is it a pity? It's a pity. They do not have an internet. I did not know that each country had its own internet. Well, they I have thought- an internet. They have internet there. I know for a fact they have internet there. But do they have an internet? <laughs> I think they do. He said English is not too popular there, but he used too, like the preposition. Well, English is not too popular where he's In at. China. So, yeah. But the, the last, the, the second to last sentence in depth research again. What what does that mean? I'm it telling does, you, look at my beautiful girlfriend. I would, this is my first but, work. I would have. But he didn't like send it. us a link for his beautiful girlfriend or his first work. He did. He just sent us an email, which is cool. Like he did start off saying thanks for the podcast, but he finished up saying in depth research again. Uh, so I don't know. It's got his. But... It's got his phone number, but I didn't want to call China. I'm not mistaken. <laughs> number one hater. Steven, um, I I got some questions. (laughs) Wolf and chicken, bloodbath. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, uh, all right, well, that's number one fan, number one hater. Thanks for the emails, Steven, even though you're number one hater this week. I would love you to email again, maybe explain, maybe give me a link to, to, you know, to your beautiful girlfriend. Yeah, Uh, let us see your first work. Explain where the North Korea problem came from, and and we'll try to address um, the fact that North Korea does not have an internet, and we'll try to give them one. Oh, um, Papo Papo wants to hear more political discussions on the show, so this would be. We an could talk about yeah the North Car and the, the North Carolina South Carolina border. Me, what I meant to say was North Korea South Korea border. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whoo! Well, this um, this week we. <clears throat> This past this marks you know one week since I've moved to Raleigh, and um, in this week there have been some things revealed that I already kind of knew about in in my fiance. Oh, I got engaged by the way. Oh yeah, I meant to yeah. say that. Congratulations. Engaged. Thank you very much. Yeah, we've um, got engaged. We're all mm, excited. Yeah, that it was a, it's a trip because you know, and it and it kind of shows like what. The, the, the day and age that we live in, because, um, you know, I proposed on Friday night. It was real sweet and everything, whatever. I'm not going to get into that because nobody wants to hear that. But, um, you know, so we we were engaged and we called our families. Excuse me. We called our families. Are you getting, and- getting, is it getting a little dusty in there? <laughs> getting a little choked up? <laughs> no, but the um, – <clears throat> The last thing we did before we went to bed was was change our Facebook status. <laughs> and I'm a bit of a hater on this, okay? But, yeah. but, you know, we did. I mean, I think I even brought it up. It's not like she wanted to do it and I didn't or anything like that. I mean, we were like, oh, yeah, we could change our Facebook status. And um, the amount of people that left comments, you know, like on my wall and stuff, like I got a, I got a comment from a guy that I haven't talked to in like four years. You know, like several, actually. I mean, there were like three or four people that like either commented on the status or posted on my wall or something like, oh, you know, congratulations. And it's like, really? Like, I mean, that's cool and all, but you're still not going to get invited to the wedding. (laughs) (laughs) I think some people just feel obligated to comment on that stuff. Yeah, like like birthday wall postings. 
Yeah, I get comments from people, which I appreciate it, whatever, but people that I hadn't heard from in years and years. Happy birthday. Yeah. Should look at my beautiful girlfriend. <laughs> um, Check out my podcast. Yeah, it's funny, <laughs> and, it's, and it's silly, the whole Facebook thing, but, uh, you know, Maria and I just went through this when we, you know, were dating for a while, and we just were like, there was this discussion of, uh, should we put this on our Facebook wall, and we did. Mm. But it's a uh, it's a big uh, it's a big thing because you know if something doesn't work out then there's the embarrassment of having to put up. Uh, it's got a little broken heart. You're no longer to go to single. In a you know the heart is broken. And so, then yeah. you have to get all those comments which you don't uh, want to hear. Oh, sorry, bro. Sorry, bra. Sorry, bra. There's more there's fish in the sea. More fish in the sea. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's not what so you we, want to hear. It sound like we made that engagement public via Facebook, and you know the funny thing is, my buddy, um, I got a buddy Robert, um, who just got engaged about a couple months, a couple months ago, and they got engaged like late at night, you know, and it was too late for them to call their families, but yeah, his mom is on Facebook. Yeah, and so they were like. Well, that we can't change our Facebook status until we tell our family because my mom is going to find out that I'm engaged through Facebook rather than, you know, through through the phone or, or you know, him talking to her or whatever, which is – that's a whole different element. Like, my folks are not on Facebook. Um, I think that that's fine. My sister actually just got on Facebook uh, like, like a week ago, <laughs> like she's yeah. like the last person to get on Facebook. My, my parent, I think my dad has a Facebook account, but thankfully he hasn't tried to friend me on there because I don't know, <laughs> not, not that there's anything crazy on my Facebook account, but it's not that know. there's anything wrong with that. It's just kind of, uh, I don't know. It's well, weird. so yeah, so we, we got engaged and, and you know, speaking about gender roles, okay. There are, are certain uh, gender roles that I don't necessarily fall into, and I think that you as well, um, Jiga, have had some experience with this as well, that, um, you know, what is manly and the things that go along with being manly, and, um, and this week we're really going to be a little bit revealing about um, some, of the, some of the gender roles we don't necessarily play into. Yeah, and and for one, I, you know, I, let me just put this out there. I'm a feminist. You know? <laughs> that's how so, you're gonna. <laughs> that's how I'm gonna. Yeah, that you is, preface it. Preface well, it. it's true. I am, and um, I'm all about some equality. I like it. And uh, <laughs> you know, Mackenzie and I, now that, that we're, we moved together, and um, we went we went through this move, and <clears throat> just just packing itself was a trip, and. Um, I got one of those really big 26-foot Penske trucks. And I'll tell you this. Be wary of reserving – I'll, I'll say Penske. It probably happens with budget rental and U-Haul and all the others as well. But I reserve this truck, right, like a month in advance for Saturday to Tuesday, okay? Yeah. And I'm driving there on Saturday to go pick up the truck. And Mackenzie's in the car because she's going to drive the car and I'm going to drive the truck, whatever. And we call because we, we thought we were lost on our way to pick it up. And it turns out we just hadn't driven far enough down this highway that we were driving down. And the guy's like, well, you can't pick up until 1030. And I'm like, what? You know, give me the phone. And he's like, well, yeah, your pickup time is at 1030. I'm like, no way. I got my confirmation. It says 9 a.m. 
you know, it was like 9.30. He's like, well, to be honest with you, we don't have the truck. <laughs> hold the boat, you know, because your your whole service, your business is providing trucks, you know, on a on a reservation basis, and and you're telling me you don't have the truck. He's like, well, let me, you know. So long story short, the district manager calls me, and he's like, yeah, you know, we, we just simply don't have a truck for you, and I've I've lost it, you know, and and I, I do my best, you know, especially. When people have to deal with the public, I try not to be that guy that they hate dealing with, you know. And I wound up like apologizing. I was like, "Sorry, dude. You know, I just, you know, I got, I'm on a schedule here. I need to move, you know." Like, and he's like, "Well, you know, I, I'll just call you as soon as I get." I did. I wound up not getting in the truck until Sunday, and we had planned to move all the stuff that was going into storage on Saturday, and then just pack the truck on Sunday. Wound up having to do both on Sunday. But I did get a lot of friends to come and help me out. I had like 12 people helping um, yeah. on that day. My sister was there. Uh, gosh, she was there from like 8 in the morning until like fucking the next day pretty much helping us pack and move and everything. And it's a trip. It's like I, you know, some of the people that were there helping me pack and move, like I wonder if I would have done that for them. I wouldn't. I never do it for anybody. I hate helping people move. Mm-hmm. I don't really ask it's, people to help me move either because I hate helping people move. Right, right. And I felt <clears> guilty. And I was like, well, you know, if you want to help, you're more than welcome to. I really would appreciate it. But if you don't, my feelings aren't going to be hurt, you know. And, like, uh, people came out, you know, and it was really awesome. I, To be honest with you, I don't know how we would have done it without their help, especially loading. And then unloading, we show up and um, – you know, some friends of ours up here in the area drove over and helped us unpack. You know, um, uh, Buddy Josh, who we've mentioned, and, and also um, the Delaney's um, helped us unpack. And um, so it was really nice. It's, um, it's tricky, though, having people help you because then they've banked credit against you. Right. Because later on they're going to be like, uh, we're painting our house this weekend. You're free, right? you're like, oh, man, I don't want to go paint their house, but they helped me move. <laughs> hey, yeah. I want to back up just a second. It's, like, unacceptable that the moving truck company didn't have a moving truck for you. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. like, There's some pla- There's some companies. There's some, like, businesses that I can understand. Okay, you're out of a certain thing or whatever. But there's some companies that all you do is one thing. You sell moving boxes and rent moving trucks. Okay? That's it. That's that all you it. do. Okay? That this simple. It is very <laughs> simple. There's only a couple things. I, I this this reminds me of the, it seems like every time I go to Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah. And it's Kentucky Fried Chicken, right? <laughs> they never have they always ask you what kind of chicken you want, like if you want original or extra crispy. Yeah. Inevitably, I always want extra crispy. Inevitably, they say, oh, well, we're out of extra crispy. It'll be 40 – the last time I was there, they said it'll be 40 minutes before we have any extra crispy chicken. They had to go out there and catch some chickens. Well, they – they all you serve is chicken. <laughs> you serve three kinds of chicken, okay, and some chicken sandwiches. <laughs> you don't have some huge menu with a million different things on it, and I could understand that you're out of it or you don't have what wouldn't right then. You sell chicken. <laughs> And the thing that insults me the most is you asked me what kind of chicken I had and then went on to tell me that you only had one kind of chicken. <laughs> Why didn't you just tell me uh, all we have is original? 
But anyway, that's the we're, we're yeah, off. Yeah, no, I mean the dude wound up knocking fifty percent off the price, which is, I mean, you know, my sister was like, man, you should get that shit for free, you know. But I, I mean, I recognize, I mean, they got to at least pay for their costs or the truck or whatever. But being that they uh, cut fifty percent off the price, I wound up getting the insurance, which I think is a scam. You know, it's always a scam. But the insurance was. Uh, you know, it was like 50 bucks and it covered the everything that happened to the truck, which I only got because we got 50% off the truck and I wound up fucking the truck up. <laughs> so it was a good thing. How did you do thing. that? Well, um, I, uh, it's not that I was bad at driving it. I actually, I surprised myself because it, the truck itself is like, I mean, when I was driving by, the, you know, like tractor trailers, like 18 wheelers, I would be eye to eye with those guys. This was a big truck, right? It's not like, it wasn't like a, a short, small one where it's like an F-350. This was a an international truck and it was, you know, it was just really, really big. And, um, and I was backing down McKenzie's parents' driveway and, uh, and it got more and more narrow the further down I got. And there was a tree on the side of it that I couldn't have avoided no matter what, you know, unless I just didn't back down the driveway and we were backing down to put stuff in the storage in our parents' basement. And there was a tree that had like claws or something and it just scraped the paint off the side of the truck from one end all the way 26 <laughs> feet down to the other end. And by the end, the paint, it wasn't just the paint that was messed up. It was like part of the siding of the truck that was messed up too. And I didn't even notice it until I got up to Raleigh and I look up and I'm like, holy shit, you know, but that was the only place that, that it could have come from. And the, and the way that the paint was scraped off, it was from backing, you know, it wasn't a forward motion scrape. It was a backward motion <laughs> scrape. So I was really pleased with myself. And then I show up to the, um, to drop the truck off, they gave me extra days as if I needed them. You know, I was like, no, 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 there's a reason that I need it on Saturday because I need to be unpacked by this day, whatever, whatever. And I pull in a couple days early because, I mean, we finished with the truck on Monday, thanks to the friends of ours who helped unpack on Monday. Uh, but we pull the truck in on Tuesday, and <clears throat> the uh, and the and and I didn't refill the tank, you know. I had like three quarters of a tank. Yeah, and the guy's like, "Oh, well, I noticed you got three quarters of a tank. Um, you know, it costs five dollars to refill per gallon." And I look at him, I go, "You obviously don't know what happened to me." He's <laughs> like, uh, "What?" And I'm like, "You didn't have the truck the day I reserved it. I'm not going to pay for gas." He's like, "Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, we're going to take care of this shit right now. So mm -hmm. Enjoy this truck." Yeah, you just you just be happy that I brought it back. <laughs> you come pick it up. So, oh, I'm sorry. I don't have the truck the day that I was supposed to return it to you. I guess I'll just return it tomorrow for fifty percent. I'll, <laughs> I'll return half the truck. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll keep the engine. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, much can be said about that. But so we get up here, right? And there are certain things in unpacking, I guess you know, and in general life that quote unquote are like manly. You know, and, um, and yeah, so we're, we're right now we're going to get into the, the loose theme of this section of the show is going to be tales of unmanliness. Right. And I don't really have a, a specific tale. I'll just I mean, I got a couple things. I mean, the first thing is that um, 
my toolbox versus Mackenzie's toolbox <laughs> says plural. Okay. Yeah. And that that my my one toolbox, which is not complete, it's like a play school, you know, your first toolbox toolbox. Like the hammer is like Smaller than my forearm. It's got you know it's I mean? got a rubber mallet. It's the head on it is rubber. Yeah, yeah, and it's got like a safety hammer. It's got a tape measure that measures about maybe three feet long. <laughs> yeah, you know? and it's like lime green. You yeah. know, and uh, and I got like some bungee cords. In it doesn't there. measure in numbers. It has like uh, symbols on there. It has yeah, like, just like a sun and a moon and a star and like yeah. A this is three stars long. <laughs> that's good, David. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's my toolbox, and it's made out of plastic that you can like, if you put any weight on it, it's gonna break. You know, like yeah. that's that's my toolbox. It, it wouldn't even be good for holding fish tackle. <laughs> it's not and the one good the one good toolbox you had you sold at the uh yard right but that wasn't even that that good of a toolbox i sold that and then i found this other toolbox we were packing the house it was under my sink like my 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 stepmom gave it to me when i moved in i believe she was like here's some tools you know like obviously stuff that she wanted to get rid of you know <laughs> like like bullshit, and um, and Mackenzie has like three toolboxes, any of which could fit my toolbox inside of it. Yeah. Okay. With like real tools, like a power drill, like a Ryobi power drill with like drill bits and stuff. I don't even know how to put a drill bit in a drill. <laughs> and she's got several, you know, and um, and and so we're um, we're getting there, and uh, <laughs> and we have. To, uh, we're like we're unpacking and stuff, and like each day on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, we have to make a trip to Home Depot. And and mind you, this is like the third time I've ever been into Home Depot in my entire life. I just haven't ever been taught how to do home improvement. You know, yeah. it's not so much that I'm completely inept, although that has a part of it. It's that I've never been taught to do this stuff either, and I've always like been able to hide it pretty well. Like if um. Like I remember, I when I um, I worked at at the uh, at the summer camp, and I was there in the off season helping, you know, like repair the barn and stuff like that. And and the guy that was um, managing me, or you know, I was I guess his apprentice. He um, <laughs> he had me nailing boards together. <laughs> yeah. And um, and I was so bad at it that he told me that he was he was paying me by the nail. Not by the hour, <laughs> because I was so bad at it. I've ruined everything. And, you know, so I got to the point where he just told me what to do rather than, like, simple tasks rather than, like, projects to complete because I was, I'm just not good, you know. And, um, but we go to Home Depot to pick up some odds and ends for the house each day because, you know, you unpack and then you hit a stopping point where you can't do anything else unless you have any. You can't, you know, we were trying to put the washer and dryer in, but we had to get a duct for the dryer, you know, yeah. so we have to go and get that stuff. And so we get there, and, um, <laughs> and I'm the guy with the cart following Mackenzie. <laughs> she knows how to navigate the store. She knows what to get, everything like that. And um, and I'm just standing there just in, in awe because now now that I'm, like, in a house and we're, like, building things and like screwing stuff into the wall and stuff. I'm getting a little bit interested in it, you know? And I'm like, not because it's cool or that I think I'm going to like it but because that it's new and it's novel, you yeah. know? And I wound up actually watching a whole hour's worth of the do it yourself network. I didn't understand. 
paying a damn thing that was going on, but it was really <laughs> cool to watch. And I was like, oh, maybe I can do that too. Maybe I can put in a waterfall in the backyard one day, you know. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I, um, uh, she goes up to this guy, and I'll just say this, and and whatever. It, this is this is symptomatic of the mind frame that she has concerning me and the, and home improvement. Okay? okay, we walk up to the guy, and he's like, "Can I help you with anything?" And she asks him where this and that and this and that are. And she's like, because I'm pretty handy, and I think I'll be able to do this. And I'm just standing behind her, just completely emasculated. And the <laughs> guy makes eye contact with me, and it was like looking at a dog. I just, just shame. Yeah. Just shame. He's ashamed of you, that you're a, that you're a representative of man. It was as if I did not even exist. I was persona non grata. I, I wasn't there. She was. She was there. I'm, yeah, I'm surprised they both didn't cross their arms and turn to look at you at the same time. <laughs> so yeah, I'm. So you, but, your your traditional gender roles are being switched there in that situation. Right. Like like, like literally, I'm the guy that's going to be doing the dishes at night and like <laughs> like a frilly know. apron on. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And so we wind up, you know. Just the other day, we wind up getting back and, like, you know, through all the unpacking and stuff, like, I've got the mind frame of I better ask her where she wants this stuff because I don't want to unpack it and then have her tell me, no, that doesn't go there. That goes (laughs) here instead because I don't want to move something more than once. And um, it got to a point she actually snapped at me. Um, because I'd, I had literally, I would, I would like unpack a box and pull one thing out and say, where does this go? And then pull the next thing out and say, where does this go? Where does this go? <laughs> yeah. And, um, and she finally said, why can't you just decide that for yourself? <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh, I guess I should be doing that. You know, so I, I wound up doing that. But, um, when it came to like putting together furniture and like hanging like real stuff on the wall, like we, I've got these long boards, you know, I got like eight skateboards, and there's just not enough room in the house for them. And so in 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 this one room that I'm actually sitting in now is where my cats are. It's where the cat tree is. It's where all my video game stuff is, and it's actually where all my clothes are as well because uh, she's you know taking <clears throat> control of all the closet space and dresser space in the in the bedroom. Um, we actually put these hooks on the wall to, to set some of the skateboards up and, um, shit, I don't know where I was getting at with that. Well, she was the one that wound up like saying, well, we're going to need to pull out my stud finder, which I didn't even know existed. And I still don't know how a stud finder works. Like it's gotta be x-ray vision. And if it is x-ray vision, why haven't we harnessed that power for glasses? It uses magnets and stuff, but a stud is wood. No, it, it, it no. <laughs> it, it it's it looks for the nails in the wall. Okay. Where the stud is. I'll just I'll yeah. take you at your word on that. Not saying I believe it, but okay. I'll take you at your word because I think it's X-ray vision. Okay. Yeah, maybe it is an X-ray vision. Maybe you're right. Maybe. You're right. Yeah, well, we're on the precipice of you know having X-ray vision, and and yet I didn't even know that a stud finder existed. You know. So, anyways, <laughs> we're we're drilling into the wall and stuff, and like, you know, I, I'm just like watching her do it, <laughs> standing there, you know, with my fucking nuts in my hand, like just what do I <laughs> Your do? Your mouth you? up, and you're just like, uh, yeah. Uh... I wound up doing it. I, I did a couple of them later. Um, because I finally got to the point where like, well, you know, I've seen it enough times I can do it. And, um, 
But, you know, as far as doing that kind of stuff, she's basically taken the lead on it and had to show me how to do something. And then I'll, you know, after her doing it enough times, I'll do it. But we get to the point yesterday where there's a couple of things that need to get done. And she's done this whole thing where, like, anchors in the wall and that you drill in and you put the anchor in the wall and then you screw it in. And so for, like, heavy things that hang on the wall. And she's doing that. And I just got relegated to putting together the bookshelf. And... You this got was, the busy work. Yeah, it was like yeah. a we we actually bought it, you know, because we needed it to put more stuff away for more like storage area and stuff for books and stuff. And um, and I was I, I sat there and I was reading the directions. Strike one. Yeah. Number You're, two. Yeah. Having a hard time interpreting the directions. Strike three. And then and then I had to I and I got the directions wrong. Strike three. So, strike four. Yeah. You're up to four strikes. <laughs> you were put in charge of something that she she thought that you had the least amount of chance of screwing that up. Right. And, and she also thought, well, if he screws this up, it won't be that bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that, but I've, I wound up getting it together, and um, then we got a sweet bookshelf now. It hasn't fallen over yet. Huh? <laughs> yeah, actually. When it was all said and done, when it was finished, like it was laying on its face with like the shelves facing the ground, and it, the direction said pick it up from one end, you know, and stand it up, and, <laughs> and I picked it up and it fell apart. <laughs> and I had to put it back together. And luckily, she had already gone back out. She got out to Home Depot on her own this time uh, because I guess I just slowed her down. When she gets there, and uh, so luckily I got to put it back together. She didn't know that it, it kind of fell apart. Oh, it's a good it, thing she doesn't listen to the podcast. So. It's great. Oh, shit. She just opened the door. She heard me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're so busted. <laughs> Shut the door. <laughs> Shut the door. <laughs> Oh, you're so busted. You got a lot to learn about living with a woman. Oh, I got so much to learn. And it's, you know, we've been giving, um, you know, we've been giving our married friends, like we're at that point in our lives where a lot of our friends are going off and getting married and whatever, whatever. And um, I know that I have given more than my fair share of grief to my friends that are married. And, um, yeah, the proverbial, you know, where, you know, you're not, you know, you're not cool anymore, or something like that. And it dawned but you're on not. me, <laughs> right? Well, like completely lame. It dawned on me that I have uh, begun that process as well. And um, it was Saturday morning, you know. And a year ago on Saturday morning, I would wake up and promptly turn on the Xbox and um, and eat some unhealthy breakfast food and play Xbox for at least an hour, maybe two hours before. Before I started anything else with my Saturday, and just this past Saturday, first Saturday in Raleigh, you know, excited about the move in, having a good time together, really um, appreciating the, the the location of our house and everything, and and it was just like that that uh, <laughs> Frank the Tank and old school. Yeah, I was just thinking that we yeah, we've got, we've got a big Saturday planned. Uh, probably go to Home Depot. <laughs> we went to Target to buy these things that we needed for the house, and. Um, and there I was, pushing the cart. And it was like the world had changed because all I noticed in Target 
were the other guys at 9 a.m. on Saturday morning following their, you know, wives and fiancés with the cart, just just looking like zombies. And I Sad knew, procession of, yeah. <laughs> it was like a funeral dirge, yeah. And, I mean, it's not, when it all comes down to it, it's cool, you know. I mean, that's that's fine, you know. I mean, this is the way that it is now, you know, and I'm, I'm cool with that. But, um, but it was just funny. I, I, I actually composed a text message to um, Delaney and, and Josh that said, you know, I'm sorry for all the grief I've given you. And, uh, and, and I now recognize that, you know, that, that I'm in the same boat, all this kind of stuff. But I wound up not sending it because really, because, <laughs> because I figured I should just tell them that rather than have a paper trail of that. Because Maybe you're holding out hope that you really won't be like that. No, actually, I didn't want Mackenzie to read it and then think that I wasn't happy with what, you know, that I was, like, upset. Wait, so she's reading your text messages now? No, she's not. She's not. She never has. But, you know, I still didn't want to do that. Mm. Could have been misinterpreted. (laughs) I knew it was coming. I'd seen it happen to my friends. I knew it was coming. It's just... You've been telling me that it's coming, so... Yeah. It Uh, happens to everybody eventually, I guess. I guess, but, um, so, so I'm not, um, I'm not a handyman. <laughs> That's what she, to. she, she literally said, well, I'm pretty handy. <laughs> that made no mention of me and did not even look at me. I'm pretty handy. What about you? Well, I, I myself am pretty handy. <laughs> Pretty good around the house. I can do mm-hmm. stuff. There, if it gets to complex power tools, I need a little help. But you know, I can fix things that need fixing around the house and stuff. So I don't really have that problem. But um, thanks. I, well, you and I share one common thing. We're both very sensitive people. Uh-huh. Very sensitive men. <laughs> Get our feelings hurt easily. <laughs> um, the sensitive flowers. Yes, sensitive flowers. And so that's what we share. But uh, my <laughs> my tale of unmanliness happened Saturday night. And uh, we've kind of talked about this a little bit before. But to preface this story, I will bring up the Meatloaf song I was listening to before this uh, podcast started. Um, which Meatloaf is a very manly artist, I think. <laughs> very much a man. He was, he was in Fight Club. Yeah. Right, yeah, that makes him manly. Yeah, yeah his character but, in Fight Club. Yeah, he has a song called uh, I Would Do Anything for Love, and it goes <laughs> it goes something like this. Uh, I would do anything for love, anything you'd be dreaming of, uh, but I won't do that. No, 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 I won't do that. And most of my life, ever since I've heard that song, I wondered what it was that this woman was asking him to do that he would not do. Because in the song he talks about, in the video, which is awesome, he's like riding a motorcycle through fire and stuff. He's like, he will go through fire, he will walk on hot coals for this woman. But one thing that she's asked him to do, he will not do. Right. And I wondered, what is it? Is it some kind of strange or preferred sex act? Right, which is naturally what you would think. Right, Or, or maybe she's asked him to kill someone. Ooh. So there's there's yeah, all these her, things. Her husband. This Saturday, I found the answer to my question of the song. Here we go. That which Meatloaf would not do. <laughs> you got to meet Meatloaf? No, I didn't. Oh. But I did. <laughs> I did what Meatloaf would not do. <laughs> oh, boy. 
<laughs> you made fish tacos. So here it comes. No. I've already done that. Uh, here it comes. Okay, so we had the discussion a couple podcasts ago about uh, the universal uh, aversion. Now, time, to- time out, because I have not heard this story. This is a real-time reaction. Right, <laughs> and I've told you that I had a story that you were going to have a reaction to. That, that I was specifically I was going to sell you out for. So I'm, I'm relishing the schadenfreude in, in this moment right now. I cannot wait to sell you out. Right, and I'm nervous. You can hear it in my voice. I'm nervous to tell <laughs> Okay. Um, <clears throat> we had a discussion on the podcast a couple weeks ago about the universal aversion to back hair. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and how back hair is somehow inferior to chest hair. Chest hair <laughs> equals manliness. Back okay. hair equals disgusting. Uh-huh. So you, you kind of see where this is going. Yeah. I allowed I, 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 I think I see where this is going. I hope to God it doesn't go where I think it's going. Okay. Saturday night, Maria gets the idea. We're going to go see a movie. But we go to the movie and it's sold out. So she says, and obviously she has a pro, she, she is disgusted by my back hair. And as I get older, the back hair gets worse. And I hate it too. You know, nobody likes the back hair. Better. Like I, said. I hate it. It gets better. It doesn't get worse. It's gross. Okay. You don't like your back hair. Don't act like you do. I don't have back hair. <laughs> yeah, well, I've I have shoulder hair. Well, I I don't either um, anymore. Oh God! Uh, because she gets in her mind that it would be a good idea to wax my back. Oh, it, it just went there. Yes, and so I, you know, obviously not knowing much about the whole process of removing hair in that right. way. Right. Um, I'm like, okay, yeah, let's let's do it. I'm thinking, right. lots I'm th- of people do it. Right. This is something I can do that will make her happy, and it will make me happy because I don't like the back hair. I don't. I don't like. I'm not proud of it. <laughs> it makes me not want to take my shirt off. Um, and so I'm like, you know, and I know that it's going to be painful because I, you know, I've seen every cliche on the movies and everything about how painful it is. Right. And I'm like, well, I can handle it. I get. I, let me just say that, like, if I'm sick. I'm miserable. Like, I'm a really bad sick person, but I have a high tolerance for pain. I can put up with a lot of physical pain. Okay. okay? Um, and, uh, you know, injuries and things, I can, I can, if I'm playing sports or whatever, I can play through those injuries. It's no problem. Play through the pain. Walk play it through off. the pain. Walk it off, yeah. I had no idea what I was in store for. So you get this stuff, okay, and when you bring it back to the house, you put it in the microwave, right? Oh, God. You heat it up. You're not supposed to heat it up too much because it will burn you, and you will not be able to get it off if you as it is burning you. <laughs> it is this. It looks like salt. Oh, whoa, no, I won't do that. That's, no, no. Oh, I won't do, do okay. that. So it looks like saltwater taffy. It's like this purple color. And it looks like saltwater taffy, if you're familiar with that. Being from Tennessee, you must be familiar with saltwater taffy. Delicious. Um, which it is delicious, but <laughs> I think I've changed my opinion on it now. Um, it comes in these tongue depressors. So basically, I'm laying on my bed face down. Okay, which is I would not, think that maybe you would want to lay on the floor just so you don't get the wax on the bed. Well, I told her to be careful with it. But it's a vulnerable position to be laying face down on my bed anyway. <laughs> he takes this this tongue depressor and starts rubbing it on my back, right? Uh, you cannot imagine. You're imagining how disgusting it feels right now, 
amplify that by 10. That's how disgusting it feels to have this stuff go on your back. I don't even like soap. Yeah, it it feels like she was spreading hot bubble gum on my back. Uh, and she's spreading it over, right? I literally feel sick. And at several points, it cooled down too much to where it was like starting to harden. And that started to make the hair pull a little bit, uh, which was miserable. Uh, already oh. then she puts this like fabric strip down on it which is how you like pull the wax off and uh, i'm racing right yeah and <laughs> just you're, you're literally biting the pillow right i am i'm face down on the pillow biting the pillow and i'm bracing for this and i'm like okay this isn't going to be too bad she pulls <laughs> it off and i scream like a little girl <laughs> i am screaming and she's uh, like, oh, it worked great. It worked great. And she shows me this yeah. of saltwater taffy with this nasty, dark back hair in it. Ew. And I felt like I was just going to puke over the side of the bed. Uh, <laughs> Ew. And it, I cannot describe the pain. It's one of the most – I've had kidney stones before. I think it was worse than that. <laughs> I was screaming and yelling, and like I said, I have a high tolerance for pain, but I was truly screaming the whole time. And she's like, oh, I'm so sorry I'm doing this to you while she's pulling it off. Right, yeah, I don't want to – this hurts me more than it hurts you. Yeah, uh, secretly she's liking it, you know. Of course. And uh, she she keeps – she starts telling me, I'm about to do it, and I'm like, just don't say that. Just do it. Don't (laughs) tell me you're about to do it. Just pull it off. And the worst thing was, is like she had to go back over some spots, Oh. and it just felt like the skin was raw. Ooh. And I was really, I started tearing up. I started crying. Oh, <laughs> and it was so painful. And she's like, she's about halfway through it, right? And she says, "I think we need to stop because your back is like swelling and turning red, and there's some blood." Oh God! <laughs> and I'm like, just I'm sit, I'm laying there. Crying, you know, my manhood is just gone. It's gone. Every every sense of manhood I had was gone. And I'm just crying and, and screaming, and I tell her, don't stop. <laughs> you have to finish this. This ends tonight. <laughs> okay? You have to finish. You cannot stop halfway through. Okay? Oh. I'm not going through this again. And so she keeps going, and finally it's over with. And it was just, oh, it was just a shocking experience. That's depressing. It felt like a sunburn, you know, like a, a moderately bad sunburn. Yeah. And, oh, oh, it was terrible. But I will say that the feeling of a of a back, a hairless back, is great. So, was that the only place you got waxed? Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> that brings me to a good point. I have a newfound respect for women that wax their junk. (laughs) There ain't no way in hell. Feeling how bad it hurts on my back, there is no way in hell that any of that wax will be getting near my junk. (laughs) That is outrageous. Truly, I cannot imagine anyone doing that. You Um, better, you know what the moral of that story is, the lesson to be learned there. Buy your tickets in advance on Fandango. Yeah, really, it is. <laughs> don't get sold out at the movie don't, theater. Don't leave your girlfriend. What the fuck? Like, where, like, oh, the movie's sold out. 
Let's wax your back. Hey, I've got an idea. I just thought of this. Obviously, she's been thinking about it for a while. She has been. She's mentioned it to me before, but kind of jokingly, you know. Um, she was serious. But, I will, like I said, it's liberating not having the back hair now. Like, you can we're, just wait until it starts growing back in and gets all itchy and prickly. <laughs> well, I'm trying not to think of that. But the next day, we went to the movies and went and saw the movie we wanted to see. You and know, you I'm standing in line. Could, you couldn't sit. You yeah, I couldn't. Back in the chair. But when we were in line, you know, I'm like lifting my shirt up to show people behind me. Check this out. Check it out. There's no back hair there. This is my back used to look like Sasquatch. There's nothing there. Feel it. Feel it. Feel how smooth it is. Feel it. I'll tell you, it, it feels great. I didn't realize that when I sleep, sometimes my back hair would like pull when I flip over. Oh my god. When I take my shirt off, it would hurt. When I had the back hair, all that's gone, and I'm sweating about 50% less. I used to, my back used to sweat really bad, and now yeah. the sweat glands have just been ripped right out of my body. <laughs> I'm not sweating through my back anymore. <laughs> so it wind up, I I have no pain anymore in my back. It feels good. Um, but come, <laughs> this is the worst part. Okay. We get through with this, and I'm like. Oh, that was awful. And she's like, yeah, we're not going to do that anymore. Next time we'll just nair it. Oh. And I, and I was like, what? What? What the she fuck? Was like, oh, well, you said that you were – because I am like, I have this kind of fear of nair because I don't really know how it works. <laughs> uh, and I've always imagined like – I've always had this this irrational fear that someone's going to put nair in my shampoo bottle. Yeah, and yeah. And I'll wind up without any hair, you know? That happened to me. <laughs> yeah, right. That's like, you're the way you are. But Somebody then, keeps putting it in my shampoo bottle. I was like, well, what was the advantage to waxing that that you wouldn't get from Nair? She's like, oh, nothing. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> does it hurt? Does it? She's like, no, it doesn't hurt. <laughs> so I could have been Nair'd and not have to go through that. Um, which it, it, next time I will do that. But wow. So wow. there's my tale of unmanliness. Wow. Good. Get owned. Which I, I, you know, I guess I should be ashamed in some ways, but I, I've kind, I'm kind of proud of it too because I survived that. And I'm gonna say, unless you've walked a mile in my shoes, buddy, don't judge me <laughs> until you've had your back wax. <laughs> don't judge me because you have no idea what it feels like. Well, apparently, women have a higher tolerance for pain than men. Like that that's I mean, I can't fucking re- you know they say it. I can't remember where I read that or whatever, but it's like. It's like ten times higher than really. Men. Yeah, I guess that makes sense with like childbirth and everything like that. Right. I mean, everything like that. What? Yeah. What else? But um, yeah. I mean, that's a trip. That's that's nuts, and that's definitely something that I lesson learned. I'm going on Fandango right now and booking movie tickets <laughs> for the rest of my life. Yeah. I would never. Oh, I can't imagine. I I seriously almost got sick, and I'm sure I'm sure we're gonna have lots of people saying. Ah, gross. I can't believe you did that. I can't believe you talked about it. Wow. <clears throat> oh, and here's the here's the other thing. In the notes on Twitter, on the t- the Twitter feed, in the show notes, I will put I had the prescience to have my cell phone near me, and oh. I was in so much pain that I took a picture of myself when she pulled one of the strips off. Uh, um, how vain! I'm uh, in the worst pain of my life. Hold on. <laughs> I took a picture. Now, I wanted people to see the proof, okay? It's a picture of my face, burying my face in the pillow, and you can see the grimace on my face. 
Wow. Of just the pain leaving my body. Well, I'd like you to post a picture yeah. of your hairless back, too. Maybe is, there like, that. is there like a line? Like, you know, like I was actually mowing the yard, okay, uh, That now that I have a yard. Yeah. And, um, and uh, it was really kind of, uh, it was questionable because my, you know, the front yard doesn't, doesn't have a fence. And so my yard runs into the next door neighbor's yards. And I was like trying to figure out where to stop mowing. Yeah, you know, and um, and it was obvious that my neighbors hadn't really mowed their yard in over a week, you know. So it was like me mowing. It was a clear. It was like a, you know, it was like the difference between the front and the back on a mullet, you know. And I didn't know <clears throat> where to start and where to stop. And but there's, I mean, still today, I mean, the neighbors haven't mowed, and it's it's pretty obvious that I did. And where I stopped is that like is that the top of your shoulders? Where on one end is your back, and there's no hair, and on the front it's a, a big burly man chest. Um, well, there's a little bit of a no man's land on the top of my shoulders, you know, where it yeah. doesn't really c- connect or anything. Oh. Um, so that's kind of it. You can't see like a really defined line. I got a buddy whose hair connects around his neck. His back hair connects from his neck to the front of his chest, and it comes out like even a t-shirt. Like even a close fitting T shirt, and it goes all the way up his neck into his face, like into his beard. That's how Josh's <laughs> hair is like that. <laughs> it Pulled is. out again. Right. I wasn't even gonna name the guy that I was talking about. But <laughs> go, right, go right ahead. Anytime to name Josh, I'm gonna throw him in there. You know. <laughs> I got a buddy, Josh. My buddy, Josh. Um, well, so there we go. Yeah. Let's move into um. Uh, let's just move into the rest of the show. You know, we were gonna do a huge super size show of like two hours long and whatever, whatever. But um, I don't think I, I think people hate moving so much that they don't need to hear all my stories about moving. Right. You know, and I'll talk about it here in this next section or whatever. But let's move right along to our um. And and pretty soon, hopefully, we'll get some music to to separate these segments, but. Um, next is, uh, what are you listening to? What's the hype and what's not the hype? So you want to go ahead and start out? What are you listening to? Yeah. Um, I've found this, uh, this artist named Anno Birkin, A-N-N-O-B-I-R-K-I-N. And, uh, he sounds a little bit like, uh, Jeff Buckley. If you've ever listened to Jeff Buckley. Ooh, hallelujah. Yeah. I like that. Hallelujah. Um, which I've not, I've never been a really big Jeff Jeff Buckley fan, but uh, I, I like him all right, you know. Um, but he, yeah. you know, dude's got got a good voice or had a good voice. Yeah. Um, but I c- kind of discovered this guy on a YouTube video, and I looked him up, and he actually this guy Anno Birkin died in 2001. He was like 20 years old or something. Um, wow. He died in a car wreck. But um, found some of his music. You can't buy it anywhere. There's nobody has it for download. But I Googled him, and I found a website that was like a tribute to him, and it has a lot of his tracks um, on there that you can download. So uh, if you want to check him out, Google him and and find that site. But um, he had a couple songs I liked, especially one, uh, a song that was written by Bob Dylan originally that um, Van Morrison performed, uh, sort of made famous with his band Them. And you're a Van Morrison fan, right? Yeah. Um, it's a song called uh, It's All Over Now, Baby Blue. Oh wow! Yeah, you know, you know that song. Definitely like. Are you familiar song. with the uh, with the Van Morrison version? Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, I don't even know. I've never heard the Bob Dylan version, but um, he had. He doesn't saw, really exist. Yeah, I saw that he uh he had a cover of that song, and it's really good. And I, I still like the Van Morrison version the best. But <laughs> is it a cover of a cover? Yeah, it's a cover of a cover of a cover. It's like a, it's like a comforter. Yeah, it is. It's a duvet cover. Yeah. Um, and but uh that song, man, he he does a really good job on it. And so if you want to check him out, go go download that and uh see if you like that and if you do then get some of his other stuff. That's cool. Um I've I've actually just started out um listening to the Oatmeal Conspiracy. Um your buddy uh Mitchell yeah. Um, lives up here in Raleigh, and, and you introduced us via email. We've actually emailed back and forth Sweet. since you sent that email. And um, was, uh, he plays – he's the one that – he plays sax and sings, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. And so I went on uh, – actually, the email, the website you sent me did not work. So I just went on MySpace and um, listened to the Oatmeal Conspiracy. I've listened to probably about, I don't know, seven or eight songs. I'm liking it. They're based out of Raleigh here, so I'm looking yep. forward to going to listen to them. And you actually mentioned well, – he mentioned to me that he listens to the podcast, which, <clears throat> you know, I mean, I guess if you're a musician, you don't have that much to do. <laughs> well, he uh, does other things too, but, but – I think he has a full-time job even. Yeah, but, he does. Uh, you know, I mean, I guess he's got a long commute to work because he said he listens to the show and – that could be the only time. He, he drives around. Work. He works for a pond management company, so he drives around all day um, yeah. going to these different farms and things, and uh, he has time to listen to podcasts. What? And he's what? told me that he listened to every episode, I think. How do you manage a pond? Uh, I guess stocking fish and that sort of thing. Oh, okay. Because, yeah. I mean, it seems like stocking fish really and uh, treating it for algae and stuff, I guess, mm. maybe. Isn't that, isn't that what a pond's supposed to do, though? <laughs> on its own. What did ponds do before we had pond management? Yeah, well, that's quite the niche right there. Yeah. Oh, you got a pond? Yeah, I mean, I'll manage it. Yeah. You know, I, I'll get it 12%. Um, but, okay. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I was kind of holding off on – I was going to make that uh, my – my uh, what I've been listening to uh, in a couple weeks when his uh, their album comes out. They got a new album. Yeah. Uh, well, I saw the, the I saw the picture. You must have done the 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 art for the um for the new album. Yeah, I do all their uh, poster designs, like their flyer designs, and I got to do the the artwork for their new album. And it's actually got a picture of my cat Jadis on the cover. Yeah, it's ugly. <laughs> it's not ugly. <laughs> no, I like I like the picture actually. It's pretty cool. He's sitting there staring at the camera, looking weird, like he always does. And, no. But they're yeah, Oatmeal Conspiracy. They they started out as like a, and they still have some of this. They're real jazzy based sort of indie rock stuff. Yeah. Um, Kinsey but, Kinsey was listening. She was doing some stuff in the kitchen while I was listening to it in the living room, and said it kind of sounded like Benfolds. Yeah, yeah. The uh, their the new album is really influenced by Benfolds, um, which they're they're all big Benfolds fans. Yeah. Um, but that, like I said, their new stuff is a little bit different than their than their old stuff. Um, oh boy! But uh, I like I like all of their stuff. <laughs> so. There you go. Well, that yeah, that's cool. He was like um, in the email. He was like, yeah. So I listen to the podcast, so I can tell you where to go listen to some good music and stuff like that. <laughs> I was like <laughs> trying to get on there, trying to get on there. <laughs> well, it's funny that you know. I mean, 
um, that that's the thing. They're like, well, I listen to the podcast, so I, I could probably tell you where to go watch some music, you know, some good live shows. Like, I'm not really a music <laughs> critic. <laughs> yeah, yes, I am. No, I'm not. <laughs> Anyways, um, so what's the hype? Um, the hype? I got it written down here. Oh, my hype. I mentioned this on the show with Tom last show. That was the last show we did, right? The one we had yeah, Tom on? Yeah, two weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, by the way, let's talk about Tom. Right. Tom, um, Tom, well, I don't know. Tom's I'm, got it, fired from all of his work now. <laughs> he actually took that. He sent me a YouTube video of him on stage. Yeah. Because after the show was over, you know, we talked about, I really, really, really thought it was funny, his whole uh, bit about the um, watching and, uh, whatever the show was, the Fisherman show, the greatest. Yeah, Deadliest Catch, yeah. Deadliest Catch, yeah. And uh, and he actually wound up uh, going up on stage and, and doing that on stage, uh, talking about, like, we're catching these <laughs> and jumping on the side of the boat. Uh, and uh, that was pretty cool. So we, Did he we, give us credit for it? Because he should have us. We yeah, should have been co-writers yeah. on that. I don't trust it. Well, there we go. So anyway, sorry. Continue. That's all right. Yeah, so, hey, Tom. Mixed reviews about Tom. Mixed reviews? What were some of the negative reviews on Tom? Negative, the negative was like, um, well, it was, um, dudes were saying like, uh, well, you know, it was a clash of the comedic style, I think. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that um, most everybody liked Tom. I'll just put it there, that most everybody liked him. And actually, the, our buddy Papa, who lives in New York, really liked him. And so hopefully Papa will go see Tom live in the cut. <laughs> is that what they're calling it these days I don't know I just uh, thought I'd, I was trying to be cool I'm not cool no, that failed I'm not manly oh. okay no. so my what's the hype uh, I brought this up on the show last time with Tom that I was going to start reading The Stand and I have started reading mm. it again and I'm about halfway through it and I, it, I, I've always said it's my favorite book but it's been a long time since I read it and I am real realizing why it was my favorite book again. But I'm really deep into it, really into the characters, and I highly suggest people read it. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I went out and bought it used at a used bookstore uh, for $2.95. And then our buddy Pete Kane sent me a picture. He went to uh, the same used bookstore in Nashville. I went to the one in Knoxville. He went to the one in Nashville. Sent me a picture of it. He bought it for one ninety five. So he wins. And yeah. then you told me that, that you bought I the got wrong the version. Version. So like I got about a hundred pages in, and I was just like, I stopped. Not only, I mean, granted, I've been moving, you know, and I actually just unpacked it yesterday, but I couldn't bring myself to read it because I got the wrong version. And, and Probably didn't. It's probably not that different. No, it it really is different because he updated it. He ten years after he wrote it, he updated it and restored a bunch of the stuff that had been in the original manuscript, and he updated the dates and everything to the nineties. Well, that's um, oh to the nineties. Well, this yeah. is still eighties, but it did say that it had been altered. Well, it's you want if you're gonna go get it, go get the complete and uncut edition. It says complete and uncut on the cover. Unrated. Um, so. Yeah, it's unrated. Nice. Girls Gone Wild. Um, it's a long book, but it's really good, and I'm really into it. I hope that you will get the uncut version um, and read it, because we've been talking about, we've been playing around with the idea of doing a bonus episode of the podcast, maybe once a month. Yep. 
where we talk about some things that our annoying listeners won't let us talk about on the podcast. And it's bonus, so you don't have to listen to it. Yeah, it's bon- it's going to be called uh, what was it going to be called? This shit this, is boring. Yeah, this shit is boring. This shit is boring. A bonus edition of I only like their old stuff, and uh, we're kind of I, I kind of cribbed the idea from this uh, comic book podcast called uh, Around Comics, where they they used to do this, where one of the cast members would pick uh, a book, a CD, and a movie to watch for the month and everybody will watch it and then it's kind of like a book club kind of thing where you talk about it and discuss it give your opinions on it so I think we're going to try to do that and I think P. Kane is going to come on that show yeah Reading we it. might want to get Moses Mendoza to get on the show yeah Moses Mendoza check him out opensalon.com backslash Moses underscore Mendoza he's, uh, he's, he's writing every day he only likes their old stuff he really um, likes the old stuff. So you have to get the the stand, the uncut one, and read it, David. And then next month we're gonna do. Uh, I don't think I can read it in a month. Well, maybe in two. Months. I here's another. I read really slow. Well, right? I do too, but 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 the thing is, I read so slow that I was sitting uh, the other night. We Mackenzie and I were playing Mario Party. Yeah. And she reads really fast, and um. <laughs> And so she, we'd like read the rules for these little mini games, and she'd go on to the next page of like text and stuff, and I would have to make her go back to the page before. <laughs> just at me, That's like. a lot of fun. Yeah. And then she was making fun of me for not being able to read fast. Uh, it's fun. And you're terrible with tools. Yeah, I. You know, I'm beginning to think that I really don't have much to offer. <laughs> At least you're funny. <laughs> right. Well, that's that's debatable. Well, to her, yeah. She's the... she, she doesn't think I'm funny. Yeah. So, anyways. Um, so, my what's the hype, and this is going to sell me out, too, uh, in the same vein as Pandora. Okay? But uh, <laughs> moving in here, we, we – um, the one thing that we got that was a little bit of a splurge, okay, because we've been, you know – Watching our uh, I don't expenses. like that word, splurge. Splurge, yeah, I don't like it either. Right. Uh, well, the one thing that we chose to do was get um, cable and high-definition cable and get a DVR box. Yeah. I've never had high-definition. I've never had a DVR. Never. And um, I'm, I'm stepping into the world of watching television on my terms. And it's it's a beautiful thing. It's really cool. It's nice to have high def. Because I had a, a television, you know, I've got one of these flat screen high def TVs, but I really only got it for video games because I wanted my video games in high def. Yeah. But I didn't really, you know, I didn't really care enough because I don't watch enough television. I mean, if I'm watching television, I'm watching a movie or I'm watching Sports Center. You know, and that's that's about it. I don't really watch, you know, I don't have programs that I watch. But that, that, that's because I never really knew when to sit down to watch a television show other than, you know, like Lost, you know, because I know that that's, you know, whatever you time for it. Wednesday. Yeah, I mean, but I've never grown up knowing what day and what time certain shows come on. You know, I've always missed out. So now I just get to record a series, and I've got two series on record right now um, because I, I saw that they were on and I hit record series or whatever. The first one is um, Late Night with Conan O'Brien which he just finished his first week, and uh, I watched Thursday and Friday episodes. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure that I'll keep it on record, 
but it's all right. Um, and then the like second it. one is Pitchman, which I was totally fascinated with the idea of doing like a, a reality show on Billy Mays, who yeah. is the guy that sells OxyClean and, and the awesome auger and everything like that on TV. And, and it is, uh, I don't know if I like it. Yeah, <laughs> it's not that I don't like the show. The show is a cool concept, and I like the the idea of pitchmen. I mean, they, that's what they call themselves as pitchmen. Yeah. There's a whole series of these types of people that do this, but but I don't like Billy Mays <laughs> as a person. As a person, no, I don't like him as a. Is he person. a jerk or something? Yes, he's an asshole. Oh, really? Yeah, he is. So, like, part of me watching it. What is, what makes him an asshole? Well. I don't want to give an example. Do you have an example? Well, yeah, I mean, he, um, oh, this is bad because I don't want to, I mean, if somebody, yeah, I don't, I don't want to get, just watch the show, watch the show. He's, he's a bit of an, when he's dealing with people that like, they went to one of these expos where people have done inventions Yeah. and they're sitting down and this guy's like pitching him his invention and Billy's just like, no way, dude. Yeah, he's like, uh, you're not going to be able to sell this for $60. It's 1999. If you can't get it done in 1999, I'm not even going to bother with it. It's a, it's a 30 second. It's not a, or it's a two minute. It's a two minute, not a, not a 30 minute. Meaning like a two minute commercial versus a 30 minute commercial. Yeah. And, and he just totally rips this guy apart. And he's like, there's no way I can do it. You know, it's like, well, fuck, you know, he's, he's, you know, he's not asking for your opinion about him as a human being. Yeah. You know. Um, but there's some other stuff like it seems to me that he's very focused on his money that he drives like a really nice car and like he has like a partner who's not on the television commercials at all, but he's like his business partner. And oh, he, I thought you meant partner like, no, no, yeah. he, he, um, they were shooting an episode or a commercial and like the guy was like, I'll bet you $150. You can't do that all in one take. And he does it all in one time. He's like, add it to my, add it to my tab. And Billy's like, yeah, that twelve five you owe me. He's like, what? I don't owe you twelve five. He's like, yeah, you do. You owe me twelve thousand dollars. And it's like, really? Like you're you're being like that, like in front of everybody and on a television show. <laughs> yeah. you know? like you're you're selling dude out that hard. So I don't know. I mean, it's like stuff like that where it's like it's not been played up that much on the show, but you can tell that he's like that friend that like never forgets. You know, that keeps score. Yeah, yeah. Like my friend Steve that reminds me all the time that he paid for pizza when we were in ninth grade. And yeah. I pay him back for it, yeah. Right, the scorekeeper. And and I guess I don't like the scorekeeper friend because from time to time I'm the scorekeeper friend. Not so much with, like, who paid for what meal, but, like, who's ahead in life. And I hate that. I hate that <laughs> yeah. about myself. I hate it. You don't hate it. I you do wouldn't do it. it if you hated it. Well, no, I do my best not to do it, but it's... It's a fear thing. It's a fear. Why do you do it to me then? All the time. I, why why don't I do it to why you? Why do you do it to me? I don't do it to you. Yeah. I know that I'm winning when I yeah. compare myself to you. There you go. Well, the, the, I will say that the TiVo, I used that, well, it's not called TiVo anymore, I guess, it's called right. DVR, but the, the generic name is DVR. The DVR will change your life. I used to have one in my old house, and I really miss it because it truly does let you do all kinds of stuff. Um, yeah, I actually, one of those LeBron Kobe commercials came on, and um, <laughs> Kinsey was talking to me about something, so I just, I, I listened to her, and then I rewound it and watched the Kobe commercial. Yeah, 
fast forwarding commercials is great. It's the way to watch TV. It really is. Yeah. It's pretty cool. So what's not the hype? What's the hype down? The hype down. Yeah. Um, my hype down, my not the hype. I, I like not the hype. I think we right, obviously. Uh, is uh, rude drive-through operators? Oh boy! At the at the uh, fast food restaurant. At the combination Pizza Hut Taco Bell. At the combination Pizza Hut and Taco, and Taco Bell. Bell. Um. Yeah, I'm just tired of it. The past couple times I've been to a drive-through, uh, they they've been rude to me. They don't have any kind of like sense of etiquette or anything, and you know, like times are tight right now, and I know that your job is crappy, but you got a job, you know. And I myself am about two steps removed from being a drive-through operator myself right now. Mm-hmm. So I just want to say out there, the drive-through operators, be nice, be polite, and you know, appreciate that you have some some work right now. You're making some money. Like I, I just I, the thing that bothers me is to go to the drive-through, you pull up to it and they they immediately offer you something that you don't want. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah. They're like, oh, would you like to try our double double uh, hot fudge hot cake uh, hot sauce sundae for nine <laughs> cents? And I say no. And then like this happened yesterday, I said no, and then the the lady just got quiet. You know, she didn't say, well, may I take your order? She just got quiet. And and I find myself getting put on hold by these drive through operators often, and I don't know how to react to that. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. Like, when they put you on hold and they haven't – you think that they've forgotten about you or something? You mm-hmm. don't know whether you should say – it's like this awkward moment where you don't – you don't want to say, uh, are you there? Uh-huh. Yeah. Because then they think you're being an asshole. Right. But you don't want to just sit there all night, and it goes through my head that, oh, shit, I'm going to be sitting here all night. But it's the epitome of, like, you don't want to fuck with that person because more so than in, even in, like, a restaurant, that you are completely separated from knowing whether or not your food got spat in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't want to piss them off and have them spit in your food, or worse. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. With their so. saltwater taffy with hair on it. You know? <laughs> yeah, so you're kind of at their mercy. And I hate that. I hate that feeling of sitting there like, uh, am I supposed to say something? Am I not? Well, maybe you should park your car and go into the Arby's. I guess I should. Yeah. But I, like yesterday, I sat there and I sat there and I sat there, and then the woman said, "Well, may I help you?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Well, at no point in time did you ask me to help you to ask to help me before. You just asked me if I wanted some crappy thing I didn't want, and I said no." You didn't say please place but, your order or anything. You know they hate asking that just as much as you hate saying no to it. Well, the like, funny the thing is them. that you can't see them. You know, if you could see them, see their reactions, see what they're doing, that would be yeah. one thing. But most of those places have a camera, so they can see you. But I think that they just assume that you see them as well. You know. You know, I didn't know about this, but Starbucks has it. Okay. My buddy used to work at Starbucks, right? And whenever I would go and I would hear his voice, right, I'd be uh, at the drive-thru. I'd be like, oh, what's up, Michael? You know, like, hey, holiday drink, whatever, you know, like awkward drive-thru. Like, how do you, you know, we're friends, but you're working and I'm not, and I'm purchasing something via voice box from you. And, um, and And then one day I pull up. 
and I didn't see his car in the parking lot, but I pull up and I heard his voice say, welcome to Starbucks. How may I help you? And, uh, and I was like, Oh, Michael, I didn't, I didn't think you were here. And then a lady's voice comes on and says, Oh no, I just recorded Michael and I play that. So I don't have to say it. <laughs> I didn't know that. What the fuck? You know, like, what if I had said like balls or something? <laughs> yeah. Get on these nuts. <laughs> You know what I want? <laughs> yeah. Then you'd have driven up and that woman would have been horrified. Yeah, absolutely terrified of me. You'd have been mortified. <laughs> I already was when I was like, Michael? Really? Is that you? And she's like, No. So be wary. It might not be you might be talking to a robot. Well, did you know that a couple of the fast food restaurants have tried this where they've outsourced their uh their drive through to no. India? No. Yes, to a call center in India, and they just did it. Like they did like some tests on this, and they found that doing it that way was twenty uh, percent more efficient, fast, and uh, and accurate. Oh my god! Twenty percent more accurate than having someone actually there at the place doing it. Wow. Yeah, you can look it up. Uh, there was, I think, there was an article, and I don't know if it was the New York Times or what, but someone had done an article about it. That's a trip. Shows you the crappy state of our service industry. What's but, the what's the long distance bill on that? I, I don't know. Who yeah. knows? I mean, yeah. probably not that much now that they have all kind of you know voice and stuff. Yeah, cell phones. I mean, I, it was the, that twenty percent was factoring in how much it cost them to do that and everything. That's a trip. So, that both. That's a trip. You know, both how how effective it was for the customer and for the company. I wonder how how much more effective it would be if you were talking to a robot. I don't know. Because robots don't make mistakes. <laughs> they don't. You they know? know everything. And they're not going to spit in your food, but they could kill you. So it's a uh, Skynet. It, you know, pros and cons. Once again, Skynet. Skynet. Lowe's Skynet. Foods. Welcome to Skynet. How can I take your order? <laughs> Lowe's Foods has come, become self-aware. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So that's yeah, my, so what's, what's not my hype. Well, mine is um, introducing these dogs and cats. Um, as as you know, Mackenzie has three dogs. I have two cats. And you did not get rid of your cats. I did not get rid of my cats. planning on getting rid of your cats. Well, I, I really, I, did, I couldn't find a good home for them. That's what it came down to. I just... Nobody, nobody was, nobody's really in the market for a three-year-old cat with claws, much less two. Yeah. You know, when their combined weight is 30 pounds. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, th these are big, these are miniature lions, you know. <laughs> uh, but they're really good cats, you know. I mean, they're so good, and it breaks my heart because we move in, and we got a three-bedroom house. So on one end of the house, it's a kitchen and a living room, and there's not really a wall separating the two. I mean, there's a little bit of a wall, but there's no, like, doors or anything. And then on the other end of the house, it's three bedrooms, and there's a hallway, you know, and, and the three bedrooms are like a three-leaf clover at the end of the hallway. And then there's a bathroom in the middle of the hallway, and, and so that's pretty much the house. It's really not big. It's 1,000 square feet, big enough for us, but maybe not big enough for seven uh, beings, you know. Two humans, three three dogs, and two cats. You know, I mean, we are Mackenzie and I are outnumbered two and a half to one. You know, and um, the the two older dogs they they've lived with the cat before. They're not really too interested in the cats, but this one dog, who's a puppy, uh, I say she's a puppy. She's like two years old, 
is completely obsessed with the cats. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm listening. I, I, I didn't know. Yeah. If yes. Had, uh, I would... <laughs> yes. Um. So the um. It's just this one dog is runs up and down the hallway because we got a baby gate that separates the the final room from the rest of the house, and that's the room with the cat tree and the cat food and the litter box and my yeah. video games where I'm sitting right now, and it's the cat room or the grotto, the unicorn or the cat room. And um, so the cats, if uh, uh, originally it started out trying to come out, trying to meet the dogs, scared. But this dog is just wants to see what the cats taste like, pretty much. Just like, just let me get out just one time. I just want to see what they taste like, you know. And whines and howls and runs back and forth in the house. We're we've been reading stuff, you know, books and like stuff online and like trying to figure out the best way to get this dog to calm down and. Um, nothing's really working and it's huge, a huge stressor in my life right now. And the dogs, the other dogs now, the other two dogs don't want to go outside now. They won't go in the backyard and we have to like shove them in the backyard. And the oldest dog has figured out a way to get out of the fenced in backyard. The other two dogs stay in the backyard. Yeah. But the oldest one, he'll, he'll get out. And run to the front door and get in the front door. And and so that's really nerve-wracking. Like, where's the hole in the fence? Can't find the hole in the fence. Can't find any scratches on him from, like, jumping over the fence. But yet he's he gets he's Houdini's that shit and he gets out and we don't know how. And then the the third dog, not obsessed with the cat, not gotten out of the fence yet, but has chewed through. We have had to lash the fence door, you know, the, the swing gate. Yeah. Um. Together and and because the first day we were moving in, the dogs pushed it open and got out. So we put them back in. We put a chair in front of the gate, and the dogs pulled it open and got out. Smart dogs. Good good maneuvering skills. So we put them back in and we put their leashes around the gate to like keep it together, and they chewed through the leashes, got out. Smart dogs. So we yeah. put bungee cords there, and the bungee cords have now been chewed through as well. So at the moment, the dogs are inside. And I, I have reached my wits end. I don't know what to do. Um, obviously, you're going to have to go buy some more stuff. But apparently, the middle dog, uh, Willow, is chewing on the metal gate. Willow. <laughs> but she's chewing on the metal chain link with her teeth to try to get out. And my Smart. theory is that we went and got this... Um, well, we didn't do it. She got it. One of these bark aversion ultrasonic sound things that looks like a birdhouse. And so when they bark, it produces a sound that they can hear, but we can't hear. And I think that they just don't like that so much that they can't stand being in the backyard. But I don't know for sure. And I just, so it's really not the hype. Like everything else about Raleigh is great. We're having a good time. Um, you know, moving in, like we're, we're not arguing or anything like that, which I thought we would be, you know, and like our location is great. We, it only takes like everything we could imagine in the world, except like a theme park is within three miles. So it doesn't take long to get anywhere. Yeah. Dogs and cats, man, it's, it's a bitch. 
And so the cats now, they just stay in this back room. They don't really leave. But yet they whine for attention, you know, and I've got to climb over this baby gate. Like me stepping over the baby gate is I'm it's like me pole vaulting to get over it. And because I'm not really my legs are not very long and it really it gets in that area where you get really nervous. Yeah. Uh, stepping over it. And so um, it's just I mean, it's not even this isn't even funny. What's not the hype? <laughs> it's just like seriously depressing. Um, that and um, and my wife, we went out and got a wireless adapter for the Xbox because the Xbox is back here and the modem's up there and and um, it works, but it doesn't work. <laughs> it's like I can play online for like five minutes and then I get booted. You got what the wireless connector? Yeah. Oh, I've got a solution for that. We'll talk about it after the podcast is over. No, fuck it. Let's talk about it right now. All right. Well, you I'm can kidding. get. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> so that's. I feel like we should end on some other note because this is not a good note to end the show on. Well, there we go. <laughs> Oh wait, no, we got all we got grab bag. Thank God for grab bag. So this week's grab bag. What do you want? You got to be doing something else. Distracting. No, no, I'm I'm listening to you. Well, you. So we've done this one grab bag before. It's called Should I Go See It or Should I Buy It or Should I Get It? Whatever, whatever. We did it with the uh, Wolverine movie and got hassled for a thumbs up review for Wolverine. Um, but this week we're gonna review two different movies. Um, should I go see it? And and when I say review, I use that term very loosely um, because really the, the the only question we're answering is whether or not you should go see these movies. Maybe not their integrity artistically or, or anything like that, but um, two movies this week. We actually both went to see both of these movies without knowing that the other person had gone to see them, which it worked out nicely for Grab Bag. The first movie is going to be The Hangover, and the second movie is Land of the Lost. So you can go ahead and start out with Land, The Hangover. Uh, yeah, and this is the movie that I wound up having to wax my back because it was sold out. Oh, um, wow. This one, so, which is maybe fitting considering the nature of the movie. But um, yeah. The Hangover, I saw the preview for this. It's kind of funny that we didn't do this on our, our little trailers preview thing because I think that it, the trailer was out when we did the first one. Yeah, but, um sure. I saw the trailer, and I thought it was going to be kind of poor man's old school. I didn't think it was going to be that funny. I thought it was going to be a lot of cliches and stuff that I didn't really find funny. But uh went to see it with Maria, and I liked it a lot. I thought it was really funny. Zach Galifianakis' character in it is hilarious. Um, I thought he was going to play the wild and crazy college buddy or something. Yeah. And he wound up being the uh kind of uh funny but quirky and, and a little sad uh brother of the of the bride. Yeah. And I just not all of it worked, but enough of it worked, and the lead performances were funny enough that I thought it was pretty good. It, it didn't it didn't just go for the easy humor all the time. So yeah, I um, Zach Galifianakis is in my top five stand up comics. Period. See, I, I haven't listened to much of his stand up comedy, so I don't know a whole lot about him. Yeah, and uh, I've seen probably I've watched like every YouTube video of his. I've I've watched one of his. Uh, you know, he's got one like DVD of just him doing stand up. It's like 
Zach Galifianakis live at the Purple Onion or yeah. something like that. And um, if you've got Netflix and you've got Netflix, then you've got the Netflix Instant Queue. You can oh, they have it. that on the Instant Queue? Yeah, you can watch it on oh, the Oh, i got to get that. It's, then. it's hilarious. It's so good. And, um, and I mean, his, his style of humor is very, like, it's, you know, it's just, it, it is, it, like you said, it's not just the easy jokes. It's something that's, like, I'm not going to say he's, like, brilliant or, like, like really a heady comic, but he's he's funny and he's, like, real subtle. That's yeah. that's what I like about him. And um, so, yeah, I really, I was hap- I was pretty much going to see it because he was in it and because I thought that it would be, um, the, the the thing is, there's a lot of like, there's different camps, you know, these days of like these comedy filmmakers, you know, yeah. and there's the Apatow camp and then there's the, you know, like what we'll get to the Will Ferrell camp. And then there's this, the, the frat pack camp, you know, that's like the, the Wilsons and, um, well, no, I guess they're, they're pretty much in that. Will Will Ferrell's kind of gotten out of that frat pack now though. And he's kind of a little bit more on his own in my opinion, but this was kind of that frat pack group of people doing it um and um yeah they're, they're all like interconnected now and like cross-pollinating and i mean kevin smith is, is kind of good. involved with those guys now and like, like the, what i'm trying to get at though is that there's a new identity of um a generation of of comedic um movies and and comedians and I like it because I think I relate to it more than like I mean I could watch a comedy from five or ten years ago and still think it's funny you know I mean like the you know back in the day of like the Chris Farley type comedy that was good and it still is good and a lot of it stands the test of time but there's this new generation that is like yeah they have like a community like kind of thing going on and it's just like a community of them like they have they like I know that Will Ferrell is involved in some of Zach Galifianakis' stuff because uh I think that that website Funny or Die, Funny or Die. Is, yeah. uh, is Will Ferrell's website and Zach Galifianakis is involved with that yeah definitely definitely so I mean yeah the more the merrier as far as I'm concerned I the only person out of the whole this whole new generation that I absolutely do not like and can't stand is Seth Rogen and I was, <laughs> oh. I will still go see a movie with Seth Rogen in it just because of all the peripheral characters. Maria's not going to be happy with you. She loves Seth Rogen. I can give a fuck because Seth Rogen sucks that bad. Oh. I don't even care if Seth Rogen listens to the podcast. Actually, I don't want to hurt his feelings. <laughs> no, you know, I mean, but whatever. You know, like, I, I am going to... Well, you're not I mean, getting a part in his this, next movie. Well, I still get to see all the movies that he's in. I actually just went to see Observant Report at the Dollar Theater before I moved. Yeah. And it wasn't good. Um, but the... Um, <laughs> The that there is a trailer for in the Hangover for Funny People, which is Adam Sandler and Seth Rogen, and I think that's going to be pretty good. It looks good. Cause I, I was telling Maria this like I like Adam Sandler in serious roles, like in some of his serious roles. Yeah, I actually think he's pretty good. Like especially Punch Drunk Love. Dude, that movie is the shit. He's really good in that, and um, this movie seems like it's going to mix some of that serious stuff with his comedy. Well, Spanglish uh, was really good too. I thought he was good in Spanglish. Yeah. And um and then there's the other one, um, Rain Over Me, which man, yeah, <laughs> but, Don Cheadle, yeah, <laughs> dentist, um yeah, so I like The Hangover. I thought it had its moments. Um, it it was not a movie that I was laughing all the way through. Yeah. Um, but the it, it was more like um, you know, grin, 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 laugh really fucking hard, and then go back to grin, 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 you know. 
And um, the funniest, for me, the funniest part, which was really smart on their end, because you remember the last 30 seconds of anything, you know? Yeah. But the, the, the end credits, what goes on during the end credits, had me pissing myself laughing. Yeah. Yeah, it was really good. I don't want to sell it out if you haven't seen it yet. But I would say, um, I'll, I'd say go see it. Um, but it's definitely one that you could watch on DVD as well and get probably just as much appreciation out of it. Yeah, you pr- you probably could, but it, it's definitely worth seeing. If you if you go into the theater and you want to know what to see, go see that. I mean, definitely go check that out. You know, like I think it's worth it. Yeah, it's good. Um, yeah, like you said, some of the things didn't really work for me. The um, I don't need to get into it. Some of the stuff, yeah, I just didn't. I, I was like, oh, filler, you know. Yeah. Uh, get from point A to point B by using this tool or this device. But, um, I, you know, you're not going to see The Hangover for the fucking plot. You know, you're, you're going no. to see it. But the, the lead, the, the, the actors were really good in it. Like Ed Helms, who's on The Office, is really good. And uh, the other guy, Patrick something or other, I think, um, who was the sort of the good-looking one. The primary. Yeah. yeah. Um, he, he was good, too, so. And he's always good, and we can't figure out what other movies he's in, but he's always in yeah. some of those movies. He's always nails his parts, and that's good. Uh, the next movie, Land of the Lost, uh, you go ahead and kick that off. Uh, yeah, so Land of the Lost, I wasn't too excited about this, but on Saturday morning, um, Maria and – Maria has two kids – and so I've been hanging out with them some lately, and we've been going to see movies and stuff. And so we decided we'd take the kids to see Land of the Lost because uh, they'd seen the previews, and, and they looked like something they'd like with the dinosaurs and everything in it. It's based on the old TV show, which I watched yep. a little bit as a kid. Um, it just this real campy, weird TV show um, with this family who get sucked through time into another dimension or something. Um, but the, they've turned it into a comedy with Will Ferrell. And the previews looked okay for it, but I wasn't expecting much. But it actually was pretty good. It was just a fun movie. Like I thought that all the funny parts of the movie were would have been in the previews. Right. That's, that's what yeah. I thought going in. Like, okay, all the really good jokes are in the are in the previews, and it's not. That's not the case. That movie is so fucking ridiculous. It is so ridiculous that all you can do is giggle throughout the entire movie. Yeah, it never takes itself seriously at all. And I find those movies like that, especially when they're remaking old TV shows and stuff, they'll try to do the kind of parody thing, but then they'll try to make it serious a little bit too. And it just doesn't work. Like, And this time they just pushed it. They just let it be as ridiculous as it needed to be. Yeah. And it was like a kind of a farce, but it was, there's kind of a fairy tale aspect to it too, you know, and, I don't know. It's just pretty good, and that, that three weird characters as the main, not not your standard movie star lineup there for your your three main characters. Yeah, and it works. Yeah, it really worked, and they. I was really glad that they didn't try to make it a family movie, which is surprising that they didn't. But they didn't. They didn't add the the thing that would have killed it is that if they added two kids to it and made it a family, like it was yeah. in the original show, like that would have just completely killed it. It's yeah. these three yeah, kind I mean, of the 40s-ish is, characters who are just out of their element. It's PG-13, you know, and I was going to it thinking that it was probably going to be like PG. I don't I don't really pay attention to the movie ratings, you know, anymore. I mean, I, I'd rather not go see a PG. Yeah, <laughs> right. I'll go see a, a G movie, 
you know, like a Pixar, you know, DreamWorks kind of movie or whatever. But um, the uh, yeah, it was just oh, it was funny. It was it, there were moments there as well, and then it actually. Um, during the movie where like Will Ferrell or the guy from Eastbound and Down, um, who's also the guy from Tropic Thunder and Foot Fist Way, if you know who I'm talking, Danny McBride, that's his name. Yeah. He, um, he's pretty good in it, but every now and again, he or Will Ferrell would, would drop a line and there was a, a beat in the movie where they had like built it in for laughs and nobody laughed. There was just crickets, you know? And then yeah. there were other times where I was laughing through the next joke, which I do my best not to do, especially the first time I see a movie, because I want to try to catch all the jokes. But, um, but you know, there, there, from time to time, I would laugh hard enough that I wouldn't get the next, I wouldn't get the next joke, which is cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah. And it, 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 like I can't. I was thinking during the during the filming of that that how on earth does anybody work with Will Ferrell? on anything because the guy's got to be just cracking people up all the time because he's just yeah. acting so ridiculous and the other guy in it which i actually thought had a better performance than will ferrell this time around what's that guy's danny mcbride um yeah. it, 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 those two guys together must have just had everybody just cracking up the whole time they were filming that yeah which is the sense that i got during that movie more than i did during the hangover yeah 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 definitely yeah hangover it, it, was a lot tighter yeah, a lot more scripted, but yeah. it's interesting because filming that movie, Land of the Lost, it, it it could have been done with a very small crew because there really wasn't much to it as far as like other characters and things like that, you know, because most of it was like CGI. Yeah, it's just really about those three characters, and they really carry the movie. Yeah, um, and, and yeah, and there's just some really funny parts to it, and um, yeah, I didn't realize it was PG-13. Um, Maria's pretty, pretty, uh, she's pretty open-minded about letting her kids see movies like that, um, as long as it's nothing too bad. And so I wouldn't really suggest it for every, <laughs> for people to just take their kids to it. It's definitely not a family movie, but uh, the the kids, um, the kids liked it. They thought it was funny. So. Yeah, and don't go. I mean, I would not go. Try, I mean, don't expect, like, I mean, just expect to sit back and, like, say, fuck it. You know? It's a funny, like, dumb movie. It's like a roller coaster kind of thing, you know? Yeah, like, I was sitting next to uh, my buddy Delaney, like, trying to stifle my laughter from time to time because I thought that he would, like, be judging me for <laughs> thinking it was as funny as I thought it was, which is, a, you know, that was a funny dynamic to be sitting next to him, who is, you know, one of these, I mean, he does like their old stuff, you know, like yeah. that was funny because actually we were, we were walking out of the theater and he said something, I can't remember what it was, but he said something to the effect of, I only like their old stuff. And I can't remember. It was about Danny McBride or Will Ferrell. He's yeah. like, well, his, his earlier stuff was a lot better. Yeah. Stuff <laughs> like that. Like it was funny. I mean, it was, he knows you know, I mean, he plays that up too. He, he doesn't take it too seriously. He doesn't take himself too seriously when he does. Yeah. Oh, uh, it was funny. It was funny. <laughs> it was funny that I was concerned about laughing too much at a comedy because I was sitting next to a friend of mine who, you know, would not judge me for laughing. You know? Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, right. If anything, like he would make fun of me because he would see you, that. That was your movie. own little. I only like their old stuff moment. I'm not impressed by the new movie. So. Right, yeah, I'm not allowed to be impressed. It's a good, dumb summer movie, but it's not dumb in the way that a lot of action movies are, where it's just uh, empty action sequences and explosions and stuff. It's just everything is kind of a setup to a joke, and it's funny, and 
Yeah. Uh, there's all these little things going on. Not a whole lot of plot going on, but it, you don't need it. It's just yeah. kind of these three characters munching up the scenery. So. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I guess I'm going to get back to being peacekeeper between the dogs and the cats. Yeah. Fix myself a sandwich. Go enjoy my luxurious spack. <laughs> and I'm going to go near my head. All right. <laughs> Well, we're uh, you can check us out on the iTunes uh, store, search for us, and subscribe to the podcast, or go to IOnlyLikeTheirOldStuff.com. Check our Twitter feed out, um, Twitter slash I-O-L-T-O-S, and uh, also uh, email us at IOnlyLikeTheirOldStuff at gmail.com. Send us your comments. Tell us how you hate how long the show is, all that sort of stuff. Thanks for listening. Late. You must leave now, take what you need you think will last But whatever you wish to keep, you better grab it fast He understands your orphan with his gun Crying like a fire the sun Look out the saints are coming through And it's all a